Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. T-O-V-G-Cast is the best. Like no other podcast is. George Weedman and Matt Angel. And Jimmy Belly a call. Talk about things and other stuff. Sometimes, sometimes it is good, good. Na, na, na. But, but sometimes, sometimes it's really not T-O-V-G T-O-V-G My voice is halfway gone I'll talk to you when you'll talk to me T-O-V-G We stopped Hello and welcome My name is Gorg the cringe cast. Yeah. The the TOVG cringe cast is fully in session and I've I've already like gone there. I was cringing before we started because I, I lost my voice. The the idea of this made me cringe, so <laughs> the executions will probably just like make your face turn inside out from how hard you're gonna be cringing. <laughs> it's like one of those pictures where like like it's a celebrity's face, but the, the face part is like minimized to the center. So it's just like a little tiny face in the middle. It's cringing. No, it's That's fine. That's me right now. Everything's okay. Anyways, welcome to the TOVG podcast. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hello, my Hello. name's Gorg. My name is Sunder. My my name is V. Jewel. No, it's not. God damn it. Can you guys just do... What if we have new viewers that are like, I wonder who these guys are? And they're, like, they're oh, probably so, so, it's, it's it's so it's Sunder and, and then Gorg and V. I'm going to look up Gorg and V. I want to see what their content is. Uh, so, like, I, w- I, <clears throat> I apologize if I'm a little hoarse this week. For some okay. reason, I was out on Saturday... Uh, uh, being the very best like no one ever was. Right. And it started raining on me and my friend Ryan while we were walking through the park catching Pokemans. We uh-huh. we ran into a restaurant and I noticed when I was sitting at that restaurant, my voice just started to go. Dang. Like I saw it happening. It was rendering in real time. It was like mm-hmm. glitching out <laughs> as I was in the middle of a sentence and I lost my voice. Damn. And it only just came back today, and even then I'm still kind of hoarse, but fuck it. I'm, I recorded the video earlier today. I could not talk yesterday, so video's a day late. But um, I'm going to do the, the dad stream. I'm going to do the podcast. We're going we're gonna to be the very best this week, like no other podcast is. Sure, that and Matt Visual. <laughs> no, Jenny no, no, Billy. no. Okay, uh, okay. Real quick, before mm-hmm. we move into the usual stuff on the TVG podcast, happy episode one hundred and one. We're starting a new uh, centennial sec- segment of episodes, uh, and with that, I just want to say if there was a uh, like an advertisement before the podcast, or if there is one during the break then we have officially moved over to our new podcast hosting service uh, that's allowing us to use ads and monetize. So Woo-hoo! if you hear that stuff, uh, we'd appreciate if you listen through. 
we get the ad views and lets us, you know, get a little kickback from doing the podcast every week. We will and finally get paid for this. <laughs> yeah. We Two will. years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. Totally and, a and sustainable then Jimmy model. can get a, a, a new microphone. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Anyway, um, it, it should just be like autoplay ads, but uh, there is also, they've been saying that there's also like, we can do like live read ads. So if you hear us live reading stuff, just be assured that I will make sure I pick and choose stuff that I actually support and not just be like, oh yeah, I love csgoshuffle.com. It's my favorite website. Go there. Uh, we're not going to do any of that shit. So if you hear live reads on here, just trust that we're not trying to scam you for the dollars. It's not worth it. No. no Anyways, thanks for your continued support. You guys are awesome. Let's talk about video games. I love you. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I, no, don't worry, guys. Speak, We're gonna, speaking, it's gonna be great. Speaking of love, I yes. I have fallen in love with what Pokemon Go has done to the world. Yep. Like agreed. After Pokemon going Go out the and and do <laughs> shut up. No. After going out and like doing it for real this week, it's it's amazing what's going on out there. Progress <laughs> is being made. Humanity is going backwards at the same speed as going forwards but yeah. the, the speed it's going forwards is because of pokemon go and uh, uh humanity's just doing the running man <laughs> it looks you, like they're walking but they're going neither forwards nor backwards because they're moving in both directions at the same speed i i have had conversations that are really stupid with random people who all of a sudden are like on my level of my bullshit sense of humor because mm-hmm. of this stupid game and that it's never great. happens yeah. 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 Like Pokemon is something so childish and dumb, but also something so <laughs> ubiquitous that everyone engaging in this thinks it's hilarious and stupid, but also loving it on like an endearingly adorable level. It's I was shouting jokes across parking lots at people. <laughs> they were like, oh, just, just screw you, Team Yellow. And my friend would be like, oh, there's an Articuno over there. And I'd be like, don't tell them that. And mm-hmm. everyone would just be like, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I lost my voice probably from yeah, just like no. talking too loudly and enthusiastically to to That's all great. these strangers. There's I love that. There's meetups happening in Atlanta. I went to a bar crawl. I uh I I haven't actually had a chance to mingle at these meetups because I lost my voice before I really could. And and then one of them got rained on. And then another yeah. one that I showed up to I couldn't find because the description <laughs> just said, we'll be in the big field in Piedmont Park. And there are like four of those because it's a big park. Right. And uh, but no, it's happening. Pokemon is becoming real. Yeah, it's great. I, uh, I love the, the point that Jim Sterling made in his video where he was like, Pokemon Go is reifying the fantasy in a way that other video games don't do or or like have at least tried to do but never fully succeeded like Mm -hmm. i i was reading a post on a subreddit about about a guy who was talking to a kid at a at a pokestop and the kid was like looking at him with wonderment because he was the highest level gym trainer there like it was like (laughs) going to a gym and looking at someone being really good at leading the gym as a naive seven-year-old who doesn't know better that's like that's that's what happens in the fictional pokemon universe is now happening in real life yeah Ah. that's great i love yeah it's a good it's a good thing it's a buggy mess and there needs to be so many more features and the game needs to work but it's amazing that despite all that it's just managed to like do good things niantic has made pokemon real 
my I think my favorite like massively shared around post and of course you know potentially not true because it's the internet but I'd like to believe that this is true uh, was that this dog shelter took up the idea of like you could rent out their the shelter dogs mm-hmm. to walk them for five dollars an hour so their pitch was like are you an adult who wants to play pokemon go but you don't want to look like you're playing pokemon go because you're embarrassed come rent one of our shelter dogs and walk them around for five dollars an hour and then like you you could just look like a dude walking his dog and wow uh, according to the post they not only got booked up and rented out for like weeks um but they also like their adoptions went way up and they to the point where they were able to waive adoption fees because the renting thing was making them more money than adoption fees ever had. And they had like like they were getting messages like one dude went and took a dog for a walk and then just like called them and was like, yo, so I never knew I really like dogs, but me and this dog get along really well. So I'm going to adopt him. So I'm not bringing him back. OK. And they're like, cool. Wow. So, like. The fact that this can be leveraged to do stuff like that, again, I'm not sure if it's actually true, but I really want to believe that that's a real thing that happened. Like, that's cool. 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 Matt, have you had a chance to go out and play it? No. I am going to go out and play it this weekend. I oh, I, yeah. I, said, I have it downloaded. I haven't even leveled up enough. All I've been doing is, like, looking up information and hearing other people's stories. And my wife is... My wife... Like who's not really into games other than through me mm-hmm. is hearing it all over her Facebook and stuff like that. Like, oh, like like the joke I made about, you know, uh, a Dratini being at Krispy Kreme. Like that's, that's a legit post from Facebook. People <laughs> yeah. sharing experiences through like social media. Oh, find this here. Find this here. Find this is everywhere. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. People who are just never into this stuff. And I think it's the coolest thing to happen yeah. you know this year right now yeah you know? i mean my something so positive it. well mostly positive i would say plus yeah. if you go out with your wife you'll look like a normal person <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude i would go out there i'll put on my ash catch him hat and just roll out there. Ass oh never mind <laughs> ass catch him there goes yes, all that him. normal person cred <laughs> yeah, dude when i when i finish my genji cosplay i'm gonna go pokemon going as genji oh, we are so not normal when when i was in the the pub crawl that's how they like set up their pokemon go we're the pokemon go meetup group uh uh sign they would just wear ash Kesham hats and uh i don't know it's if like that's what cult. they were doing at the park yeah oh my god it is like a cult and all of a sudden, I sound like Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, sound like your voice Roz just... from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> Is it back now? Testing, testing. Hey, Did Ursula hey. steal your, uh, <laughs> your voice? Yeah, she stole my voice, and instead I got an extra pair of legs so I can walk around like a spider. <laughs> <laughs> like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys seen that Neil Cicerega video about mm-hmm. how, how Ariel needs her voice back? No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, what? There's an editorial go, about uh, Little Mermaid. Go on YouTube, type in Neil Cicerega, Little Mermaid. You'll find it. It's the best. <laughs> Moving on. Anyways. Uh, Matt, have you been playing anything this week? I've been... Okay. All right. So I'm working on two reviews. Okay. Right? So yeah. I'm going to have reviews coming out this week and next week. And I 
I played some good games. I played Chroma Gun and Fury. One of these games I extremely love. Huh? I've heard good things about Chroma Gun. Chroma Gun is good. It's not, I wouldn't say, I feel like I'm dogging on the game, but I'm not dogging on the game. It's, it's good for 13 bucks. Okay. It's, it's not like, all right, the voice actor in there is amazing. All right. I'm Mm going to go ahead and say amazing. Okay. He lands the little subtleties of, of his voice really nicely in certain parts. And the thing is, it's, there's not much of him. Ah. Yeah, so there's long stretches of just just puzzle. So if you're into puzzles, uh oh, there's very yeah yeah uh oh, this this is up your alley because there's some creative <laughs> puzzles in there. I would say getting witness flashbacks right now. Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> the lines. It's, right. So the basically, <laughs> basically, basically, it's it has to do everything about colors. All right, so. Um, you start with, uh, you start with like one color and then they, you know, upgrade you to the, you know, they slowly work you into the game, but you start with, um, the basics of, uh, yellow, um, yeah, I was about to say green, yellow, red, and blue. Um, and from that you make orange, purple, and green. Um, Mm -hmm. and you can only mix two colors together to get, you know, the color that you need. If you mix more than two, then you get a brown, right? Mm -hmm. You get the poop color. And um, you don't want to do that. Most of the times when that happens, the you know, it goes away. So basically the basics of it is that you're trying to use the droids and color the droids the same same as the walls to move the droids in certain spots to open up certain doors. And mm-hmm. then they add like different mechanics with that. And the, the, it gets to the point where you're um, you have to make a choice of which color you want to turn uh, which droid you're like mixing colors on the fly and if mm-hmm. you mix it the wrong color you won't have you it won't match with another panel that you need to have a certain color you know mm-hmm. like it gets really crazy after a while um i wouldn't say it gets too hard though so it, you're, you're not going to be hitting your you know, your head on the wall or you know questioning your existence or anything like that it's it, it's 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 easy you know easy going. Some puzzles could have you scratching your head for a bit, but Maybe it's I'll easy be going. Able to finish it then. Yeah, it, you're. Don't worry. You're not gonna be like, oh my gosh, it, this is taking me all day. No, you're gonna run through it in probably the most four hours if you oh. have like a little bit of trouble and and you're you're done. You're done. It's not long. It's not. <laughs> it's not long. Um, and um. It's really creative with the color matching and stuff like that. There, there's there's really crazy stuff where you have to mix mix specific colors in order to move on. And um, one mistake, and you have to start all over the the whole floor. So it, it's a, as a chapter, and then there's individual floors, and it, you keep going from chamber to ch- floor to floor to floor to floor to floor, and um, it, it gets like harder as it goes up and then you'll hear the guy kind of talk sometimes and mm-hmm. then go you know then he's silent again so it's like he'll talk when you're idle or if you die a lot um but not so much and the guy's good it, it just <laughs> sucks i mean I, i'm pretty sure he was expensive and that's what the, that's the excuse i think I, that's the benefit <laughs> that i think like it, it i mean it's it's a low budget game you know, it's heavily yeah. inspired by Portal. Heavily inspired by Portal. Um, 
it I think it lacks a little bit of its own um inspiration a little bit. And um yeah. So I just gave my review right here. You know, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that reminds me of another game that begins with F and has uh vowels and one consonant in its word that that you might have played cuz I know how much you you loved Hyperlight. This game is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's the, the so furry game, alley, right? Just like Hyperlight furry. was. F- furry. So right. furry, furry. Furry is Oh, Sam would love that game. Oh, you played it? Mm-mm, no. I was it's, just thinking of free. things my, f- my, my weird friend Sam would like. Wait, it's free? It's free on Furry's PS4. free. Woo! Yes, yes. So, okay, I'm, I'm Googling this because I've seen videos of it and it looked tight. Looks super tight. Yes. It looks like a good hyper light. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like if uh if, if Platinum made Afro good. Samurai. Okay, so the artist from Afro Samurai uh, in the, the one who drew the manga is or the comic book should I say um is the artist for this game and it is also another game that's heavily inspired by um another media uh and it's 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 basically an Afro samurai in a different universe, basically. Um, and you play a black dude with flowy hair that uses a sword. <laughs> like in Battlefield And you have some one. guy that's constantly following you. It's Afro samurai. Huh. It's a that's boss great. rush. Yeah, it's great. Ooh. It's it's not... Don't Take all those Afro-i, uh, Afro-i, uh, Afro <laughs> samurai games that you played that were totally garbage... Okay, not even worth discounts. And um, don't even think about that. This is not even in the same league. This is the same guys who made squids on on iPhone. You know, <laughs> I, I, I it's ridiculous what they did with this. Now, you can see that it's a budget title, but what they did with it, you can see that they love doing what they did. You see some crazy camera shots. They, they're trying to be artistic in some ways, and it doesn't come off bad or anything. It, it, it's cool. Do you have um, iframes when you do the little teleport dash? dash? Yes, you do. Oh, interesting. So they're bra- blazing <laughs> new trails that Hyperlight uh, uh, blazed back. I'm going to keep ignoring you. Um, it's it's uh, it, it it's a mix of bullet hell. Um, it's a, a mix of, um, I guess, just bullet hell in action, I guess you can say. Um, you have a gun. You can just charge shots. There's like, you, you have everything from the beginning. And from that, you just get better and better and better and better. And they keep challenging you each boss. So you go from boss to boss to boss. While in between bosses, you're like walking very slow as this guy talks to you and tells mm-hmm. you what's going on and, and and why you're in prison and stuff like that. It's very, you know, this very mysterious thing where you kind of it's kind of leading to almost cliche. You know what's going to happen, but it's just so I don't know. Should I use the word atmospheric? I don't know. Like it's 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 interesting. It's just fun. It's good old fashioned fun. Mm. And I I'm like I think I'm like five hours in, and I still got like maybe two more bosses to go or some some sort of like that. Each boss is completely different. With um, it, uh, when it becomes uh, there's a certain routine. It like changes it up. Each boss, some bosses you don't need to, some bosses don't have two health bars. For instance, uh, in the beginning bosses, you have to kind of uh, get their first health bar down, which they have like their own mechanics. Like 
one guy has a shield, so he reflects shots. So you're going to have to get in close and re- and parry a lot of his shots. Or I'm there's a, a guy, there's a person where you only have to use your gun. And when you get them down, you have to get in close and you go into this very uh, Hellblade mode. This is a new game that's coming out by the Ninja Theory guys. Kind of like where mm-hmm. you're, it's a very intimate shot of you fighting someone else and you're in close quarters with them. And you you have to either uh, dodge them or parry them multiple times. I'm going to check and it, it out. Gets a lot. Yeah. ASAP. There's there's stuff to play on the PlayStation now. Apparently, this is free on PSN and it just launched, which is weird. That doesn't usually happen. And yeah. the demo for uh, King of Fighters is I downloaded is out. Did, yeah. Have you played it? I have not played it yet, okay. but I, I downloaded it because I want to try it out. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel it. like it could go either way. It, it doesn't look like it's going to be anything huge, but I'm pretty sure it'll have his, audi- his audience. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It, it just has that look. Like, it doesn't have... The cheap look. Yeah, it looks like the cheap look, you know? It doesn't look like... Uh, it, it doesn't even look near Guilty Gear-ish, you know? Like, where it has, like, it's kind of its own art style and stuff. It has a lot of things going for it. I understand, like, it's very expensive to get something they, so they, clean they, they, they and crisp. like cheap PS2-era models. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> this is King of Fighters that you guys are talking about specifically, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. the new one. It's, uh, I mean... 14, I think. The most tragic thing, I thought it was 15, maybe it's 14. 14. I don't know. I mean, most tragic thing is that wasn't, uh, isn't 13 hailed as like some of the best sprite art of all time? Because it is. It's yeah. really good. Yes. Yeah. That's, that is what makes this especially tragic because it was like a shit looking fighting game that just went into another sequel into a shit looking fighting game, whatever. But like a, a massive like step backwards is, is really sad to see. Because we may never see pixel art of that production value ever yeah yeah it, it uh, you know it, it it looks like the you know when they run into troubles when um the the 3d artists and animations that go with it are just kind of okay it's mm-hmm. not very satisfying to watch you know mm-hmm. it that's what it kind of looks like uh and i haven't even played it yet so I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in there and and you know, hopefully, you know, it, it looks it looks all right from the trailers. If you watch the trailers, it looks all right. It looks all right. But yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. Uh, so that kind of actually relates to. Let's not dwell on this because this is gonna make people made. To the early complaints I have about playing Overwatch. Oh, Are you started playing. Yeah, a fan sent me enough uh, a code for some Blizzard fun bucks. Ah. enough to buy overwatch and i was like okay thanks and i checked out overwatch and i want to get into it i want to keep playing it and i can't really like make a good solid judgment on it because i only played about like an hour so far but uh, the first impressions like the aesthetics of this game really i i don't know if i like them like it feels really sanitized george confirmed for hating fun so I the characters feel inspired, but it feels like the cool ideas that that the designers had ended up kind of getting ground through a process that has streamlined them all to the point where where they're they're hitting very discordant notes. Everyone has like big puppy eyes and DreamWorks face and like all the girls are wearing butt hugging Lycra 
And, mm-hmm. and there's just like these moments in the middle of a match where so many different cartoony one-liners of different types are coming through the speakers at the same moment that the just, it doesn't seem like it's cohesively hitting one theme like the the cutscenes, the, the fmvs they made like can't seem like they're deciding if they want to be comedy or serious or not and and then you finish a match and and you get a, a red and orange fade splash on the screen with spider-man font and it, it feels like a marvel movie with how how sanitized it, it's how, it feels like it's a like marvel movie with how filed down its edges Jimmy, I will let you talk. <laughs> and I bet you. that's a really stupid complaint. But like I said, I've only played it for an hour, so any any judgments I come up with at this point are going to be stupid anyway. Uh, 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 that, that like folds into the aesthetics too. Like all the guns feel like super puny pew pew. It doesn't feel like satisfying to blast away with big guns. Like I can roll out as as Diva with these two huge shotguns that fire really fast, and and the sounds they make are just like pew pew, and the the splash they make is just like this pink little boof. Uh, I mean. No, but and and everyone's like really really spongy, <laughs> and it makes me miss how in Rainbow Six Siege you have like that one hit kill headshot, no matter <laughs> we which weapon you're using, which, okay. which is like I'm gonna stop you right there. That actually is a stupid complaint. I'm just going to say that on the record right now that uh, everyone's spongy. That it's not a one shot kill realistic shooter because it's not supposed to be that. TF2 is not like that, and that's what this game is most similar to. Yeah, well, why would know, this as, game have one shot kill mechanics? I'll understand more of what it's trying to be. But I, I remember like using the minigun as heavy weapons guy in TF2, like, feels satisfying. The shotgun in TF2 has like a really nice, meaty noise to it, and if that's what they're harping on, it seems like like the the, the kinesthetics of the thing, like, don't match up to like what i was expecting i absolutely disagree oh set down in turret mode as bastion and use that minigun you'll yeah, get i have the not done that fill. yet that's yeah, yeah you'll yeah, be, get be that, that nice that yeah, nice throbbing buzz as you just shred an entire team that yeah. I, I can already hear the jingle of uh play of the game bastion mm. i've i've played as diva because she's hot I played as Symmetra because the things keep whining about how you need more builders, and that was the first builder I clicked on. Don't don't pull, don't listen to the builders thing. That's like the most subjective one. I got play of the game as Symmetra though. When I like, I mean, yeah, but bundled like, up a bunch of turrets around a corner and they killed. The play of the game was hilarious because it was me dying and teleporting back to the fight while it was just counting up kills I was making with the <laughs> turrets. It didn't. The camera didn't focus on the turrets. It followed me instead, and I was doing nothing exciting. <laughs> yeah what my my recommendation is that the the thing that says like uh you know too many of this hero or too many of this type of hero or not enough of this type of hero it's good for a few things which is getting there to be at least one tank one support and one offense hero on every team but at the same time uh on defense it's always going to recommend that you have a builder and a sniper which is not always necessary um and on offense or and it's on yeah, on offense, it's going to be weird if you pick two defense heroes, but offensive snipers can be good. Which yeah, it's a little janky. It's just trying to give you a basic format, not like a set in stone. Does Tracer have different guns? No. See that I feel like Tracer's like a key example of someone I'd want to play as all the time. If 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 the guns just felt better to shoot. 
they do feel good to shoot. No, they don't. Hit them with, yes, they do. Oh, Hit they them don't. with the guns. Oh, the melee attack, you mean? No. Hit hit your shots, and it's going to feel great. Trust okay. me. The aiming is a very specific way, and aim for the head. The hitbox is pretty liberal, and when you get a, when you shred a tank down from 600 to like 100 in one clip because you hit all headshots and they can't touch you, you'll you'll feel it. Okay. I mean, but that was like my number one complaint so far is that like no matter who I was picking, even Tracer, when I was like zipping in and out playing like Quake, it didn't like have that nice satisfying crunch with every mouse click that that uh like top tier shooters tend to have in in a post bad company world. Oh, bad company. Now that I've made everyone mad. Yeah. Direct all your tweets at Super Bunny Hub. Do not tag me in them. I don't want to be a part of this yeah, me, discussion. Me, me either. I got enough from last time with the, with the, the, the other cast that we have. Yeah, I, I'm done. I'm not even going to ask you which one that was, just in case it resurfaces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't even want to know. <laughs> Jimmy, mm. what have, what you, have you been doing? Uh, well, actually, I can segue nicely into my own complaints on Overwatch because I've been playing some Overwatch. They're competitive. probably much more legit than mine because I've only played an hour. Don't get mad at me. Yeah, I've played like don't mad at me. I played like 188 <laughs> hours or something. So you're oh gonna know what gosh. you're talking about, unlike unlike the other. I think it's 188. Maybe it's like 130. It's it's 100 something. Um, but you're gonna hit that yeah. thousand mark, and you're gonna be like, playing, oh my god. Yeah, I've been playing competitive, oh my which god. is all right. Overwatch competitive is okay, but I was actually a victim of the terrible fucking coin flip mechanic last night. So I think I explained how this works before, but quick rundown. So if you play Overwatch competitive and you get a uh, a payload map or a like two point capture point map, so any map where there's people on attack and people on defense, uh, what you do is one team plays attack and the other team plays defense, and then you swap, and whoever has a better score so you know whoever pushed the payload farther whoever captured more points etc they are the ones who win but if you both win the map then you tie or if you both push the payload the same distance then you tie and so it goes again and you you basically it based on how fast your team won or whatever you get that much time remaining on your next attempt and you do attack and defense and switch and attack and defense again. But you only have that short amount of time that you had from like leftover. So then you play and if you both win again on attack, then fucking it just literally flips a coin and is like, all right, some randoms on like random team is on defense and the other one's on attack. And then if the attacking team takes the first point, they win and they win the whole the whole round like of all the matches and it's like so fucking stupid because the tiebreaker coin flip is uh like asymmetrical it's literally capture the first point on a map and that is like fucked up that's so skewed that's, that's almost like, as bad as the guns not feeling good to shoot except for they do and you're wrong but like fucking they're, they have maps that are that is a single point in the middle where both teams fight over in King of the Hill style. Why not just make those the tiebreaker? Why not just make it so that oh we like you've you've gone this far? All right, tiebreaker is you play one round on a King of the Hill. Like I don't understand. We're all playing the same video game. It's not like those maps are like 
like, oh no, this is a show of skill on who's better on this map. Like, no, it's who's better at Overwatch, and those are maps in Overwatch. Just give us a single point capture so it's like balanced at the start. Because if we go at fucking like you sink like 40 minutes into doing those four attack and defenses back to back to back to back, and then it's like now one team gets a like advantage. It's like, okay. And it's random. Fuck. That was annoying. I like all of the capture point, the the um, King of the Hill maps in competitive. I think that's the best way to play it. I wish that that was pretty much the only mode because that's what I enjoy because it feels balanced and it feels fun and it feels competitive. You but- know, I, I do have a question and that is mm-hmm. um, how valuable should I be considering my life in Overwatch? Uh, it very much depends on your character. So, like... Don't run in and just sandbag. But like, for example, even if you're um, Diva is like a lot more fragile than I was expecting. Uh, did when did you play? Hmm. Early, earlier today. I've been okay, playing so on and have, off all you week. Have, you have post patch Diva. See, the thing with Diva is she is not a face tank. She doesn't run into all the bullets, so her friends don't. She is a disruption tank. Hmm. So you use your dash and you zigzag around the enemy team and you bump them for small amounts of damage and they all go flying in different directions. Uh, and then small you pull amounts up your, of damage, right, right. You could fuck off, George. <laughs> and then you pull up your defense matrix to absorb the bullets when they start to focus on you. And then when they stop focusing on you, you start shooting them. And then when they turn to focus you again, you bump them more. And when they start shooting you, you defense matrix. And you keep looping this, and you're incredibly hard to pin down. And whereas, like, Reinhardt, you just go in with your shield and you just, like, you tank damage for people. And then when your shield breaks, you start hitting people with your hammer or charge somebody. Like, that's that's kind of... I don't know the vibe there but so like, she's like a supporting tank rather like, than like I, the sandbagging tank she can main tank but you need a team who knows how to work with that but she up until the patch because they buffed her a lot in the recent patch uh i would have considered her only an off tank but now i think she can do it solo as long as you have the right teammates to back you up yeah as far as value of life uh there are rare occasions where i would say go in and distract people and die usually when you're a tank or if you're like tracer or genji and you get really far behind them and you could just kind of like make them fuck around for 15 seconds while your team like solidifies a point capture or whatever and, and it's stuff like that that like i really can't wait to play more and experience and learn more mm-hmm. of the game over is like how the whole thing was built from the ground up to like play and make cool team strategies work yeah like for example, uh, a good a good reason to throw your life away. Um, the enemy diva ults, and her her explosion ult is going to be on the point. You're Reinhardt, and all five of your teammates are sitting there. You can pull up your shield and hope everybody gets behind us so you can block the explosion, mm-hmm. or you can use your dashing attack. Grab the the mech that's blowing up and carry it as oh, far away as you can that's before super it blows cool. up. Yeah, and see, it. like, like that's a great reason to to just like I'm gonna die right now, but everyone else yeah, is gonna. I be love alive. that I like know what you're talking about now. Yeah, there's, it's like I can understand why you would be expecting the guns to be more kicky, but this is a game that is is more about abilities, and it's characters with guns that have unique abilities that make their guns useful. I guess. Um and so once you start to learn the ins and outs, like like 
hour one Genji versus hour ten Genji is like an, a completely different character. Like the things that you do with him, it's it's crazy. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, rant over. All right. So uh, that's that's the anti news. Yeah. Prepare for the the real non anti news. The oh. anti anti news. Yes. The news count. The anti news counter. FADC into news after the break. Um, I think I'm dying. No, you, you do that as a joke, but you're just gonna make it worse. <laughs> I I have a hot cup of water. <laughs> this is the like worst day of my life. I'm it's, sitting uh, here with a nice hot cup of water. That's what us peasants call poverty. I noticed that uh, earlier today. I, get that? I started nice. to be able to hit high notes. Can I do low notes? Tea. Low low. It's going. I, I'm worse off today than I started. And it's probably because I spent the whole day talking. I'm about to do a stream. It's going to get even worse. But right now, I'm going to do news. Cool. What's on the news? Uh, very first uh, topic I thought was interesting is a little bit more of a follow-up of the NES Classic that was revealed last week. Uh, we basically have confirmation from a Kotaku interview that it will not play games beyond the original ones it shipped with. Which I guess, I mean, kind of confirms yeah, that, that yeah, it's a I toy think, for dad. Yeah, yeah I think I, I think I think that this information, well, I mean, it was pretty apparent to yeah, me, at least yeah, it seemed like yeah. that was what it was going to be. But I, was, I mean, I wasn't planning on getting one, but it, it doesn't open up. It doesn't connect to the Internet. I'm wondering if uh, some fans are going to be able to, like, hack it, get a more robust emulator running on that thing. But. Yeah, until then, when I was like scrolling through the past week's big news, that was that that caught my eye. Mm. That's that's all though. That's all it is. Uh, new Star Wars Battlefront content is coming out. Stuff that like specifically addresses issues people have been having with this game since day one. But uh, it is a paid expansion. Oh, uh, they they have bot matches now. Hooray. Uh, that's that's in a, I believe, a free update, actually. The expansion stuff is the uh, space battles. Hooray. 
the, oh, uh, space. Okay, because I was like, why are they having space battles in the trailer when there's no space battles? But now that you said that, that mm, seems pretty interesting. Because they rushed the game to get it out with Star Wars eight or seven instead yep. of making a game like they should have made a game. But Which I guess it doesn't matter because it sold like ten million copies or, or some bullshit. Confirmed. Yeah, uh, the sad yeah. thing is, is this works. Oh, fun, funny story. This is like unrelated to Star Wars, but Pokemon Go was said to be rushed in order to uh, coincide with kids getting out of school in their mm. respective countries. Like the July 21st, I think it was um, today that they were supposed to release in Japan. They ended up delaying because they probably should. But today is also when elementary equivalent school kids in Japan get out for the summer. So, yeah, it doesn't doesn't surprise me. I <laughs> Star Wars like, releases get rushed for the movies. Pokemon releases get rushed for kids on summer break. My maybe a tired defense, maybe not a legitimate one, but my defense of them in that sense is that yes, Pokemon Go is very buggy and un, un like feature dry, but the base game is good enough to last a few months, I would say, and also it's free. So <coughs> like I think that's a, a far cry from a $60 game with several paid-for DLCs and season passes that releases in an unfinished, rushed state. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as far as I can tell from these press offers, it sounds like the bot match mode uh, does not cost anything. Basically, you get to play a uh, the mode they're calling it as Skirmish, but within that you have the sub category modes of actual battlefront modes called walker assault and fighter squadron you play them with 39 bots three difficulty modes uh which i guess means that in some capacity the game can now be preserved to be played offline in some way in the future without the like kind of janky weird throwaway co-op modes that that it launched with yeah uh uh uh-huh i mean like Thumbs up to the bots mode. Everything else, I don't fucking care. Even I'd, even Death Star trench runs, especially Death Star trench runs. Okay, I'm I'm I think I'm the only guy who like in every Star Wars game where they're like, "Whoa, it's Hoth! Look, it's the Death Star!" I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I've played this in literally 15 other games, and it's the same thing every time." Like, I get it. You fly the thing down the down the ditch and you shoot the thing. I like. It's a novelty, and it's it, it is lost on me as a twenty four year old who has played countless oh Star Wars games. Oh my god! It's probably going to be a power up. You know that, right? It's just you gonna oh, you oh. got a chance to shoot the hole in the thingy. Guess <laughs> guess how much the season pass is? Eighty dollars, fifty. Okay, well, I, I aimed high because I was hoping it would be that bad so I can laugh, but fifty is still fucking bad. Uh, That's a hundred and ten dollar game. The base game right now is forty dollars. It's a ninety dollar game. The then. expansions each are fifteen dollars. It's not as bad as Call of Duty, but it doesn't so, still make it, you know, unacceptable. But Call of but, Duty yeah. releases with enough things to be a, a game worth the initial price, in my opinion. Oh, you could spend. Oh, I mean, like the 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 season pass is like oh, sixty dollars just on the three expansions that have come out alone. Or $50 on the season pass. Base game $40. This keeps happening. Like I hate AAA games I, so I've much. been playing Battlefield 4, right? And and they, mm-hmm. they have expansions for that. And like they're really good. When you put the whole thing together, like it's an amazing experience. 
but when you're dealing with like buying them as they come out which you know is like the way a good consumer would do you're gonna have a much worse time like there's no reason at all and hasn't been for like five six years to buy these games on launch like they actively penalize customers who are like their most loyal first adopters yep and like after reading this like bot matches and space battles i'm like oh maybe battlefront is actually what people want it to be maybe i should check it out but no i'm still gonna have to wait for even more price drops because it's clear that there's no reason to buy the base game for 40 bucks we could just all install hamachi and play battlefront 2 together <laughs> Apparently, I was wrong. Uh, apparently, fifty dollars is the set price for uh, season passes these days. Uh, mm. also, that is fucking crazy. Yeah, Call of Duty is also fifty bucks. It's so weird. Like being someone who doesn't get into these EA Battle whatever games until like a year and a half after launch. Like my mental understanding of Battlefield Three is the premium version. Same deal with Battlefield Four. So it's like when I go back and read how much hate they're getting on launch, I don't get it because I wasn't playing the same game that people were hating. Yeah. Mm. So I guess like my moral of the story is buy, wait two years before you buy an EA battle, whatever game Buy the deluxe edition when it's like 20 bucks on sale, it'll probably be a really good, amazing experience, but you're going to have a bad time if you buy them on launch, like you're actually supposed to. Mm. I mean, the thing is like, Say what you all this is a to all people, not to George, but say what you will about Titanfall and being pricey and shit. But that game's season pass for like I think it was three map packs and updates was twenty dollars. Which was is less than a single DLC. When it no, that's that on launch. Uh sixty dollar base game, eighty dollar with season pass. I still wouldn't pay sixty dollars for most things. I wish I didn't have to, which is why I just don't buy games anymore, yeah. which is why I'm playing World of Warcraft on a buggy <laughs> private server. <laughs> what a time to be alive. I've told my my Blizzard rips Jimmy off for a, an, a year worth of WoW subscription that he didn't play and then refuses to refund him. So uh, that's that's my justification. You know, I'm going to try Legion in a few months, I think. What's, what's also a good buy and always has been is CSGO. Okay. Uh, but now if you, if you bought into suspicious uh -huh. shady alternate services, uh -huh. you, you, you lost out on that gamble. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, um, I've been keeping up more on this. So, uh, George wanted me to kind of lead this section. Uh, basically we talked about CSGO Lotto the other week or last week or some week. A week this year, we talked about it, and that was Pro Syndicate and T Martin being shady and promoting their own site that they owned that was like gambling CSGO skins and stuff without disclosing. And, you know, that was already shady enough. But now that just like that was like we found like the the, the drips of blood and the the gaming community collectively started to like look up towards the ceiling and we are now revealed to see the like body that's hanging up there mm. which is the entire fucking CS:GO gambling site very, community very PT thank you um <laughs> we are a uh the, the TOBG podcast is a uh interactive horror cast experience um 
with such terrifying features as bad segues. Anyway, uh, so apparently now that that shit hit the fan, a lot of more, a lot more things are being unearthed about other sites and other uh, people, and basically, uh, news broke. I guess it is five days, almost a week ago, um, about a a streamer by the name of Phantom Lord, who almost exclusively used, or I think exclusively used, a site called CSGO Shuffle, which is basically the same thing. Is, do, do your bets is and shit. Is this a different guy than the original two? Yeah. Yes. Fan, Phantom okay. Lord, like, they're all big CSGO streamers and YouTubers, but they used to do basically League of kind back of... In the day. Yeah, yeah, Phantom Lord was League, League back in the day, but basically what it's looking like is that all of these CSGO guys sort of kind of came into the idea around the same time. And so basically uh, it broke from the Richard Lewis show where uh, he said that he got insider information from a hacker who hacked into the Skype account of the, uh, the coder for CSGO shuffle. So the lead coder for the website um, and that hacker monitored that Skype over the course of like, six months or something and just like laid low and and just like watched didn't do anything just watched uh and so he recorded all these skype logs and he passed them along and what's verified has been what can be verified has been verified it's pretty cut and dry like this is like as damning of evidence as can be but basically the skype logs show the coder jarus talking with Phantom Lord on Skype and uh, one of the other owners of the site. And basically, through this, the Skype blogs, it's revealed that Phantom Lord is, like, it's never explicitly stated, but all evidence points to the fact that he's the owner of CSGO Shuffle. And so he's doing the same thing as T. Martin and Pro Syndicate, which is promoting his own site undisclosed with admin privileges to be able to, like, potentially tweak stuff and rig roles to make stuff look more appealing. Um, but furthermore, that was only alleged for T. Martin and Pro Syndicate. Uh, there's like actual evidence of uh, Phantom Lord, like asking Jarus the coder what the percentages were of his winning for each role during his streams, so that he would know whether to bet or not, so that he can essentially rig a bunch of really like exciting back-to-back moments to get people interested and to drive traffic to the site and that's fucking illegal as shit and that's super fucking shady damn and they got c indeed uh actually csgo shuffle is not on the list of sites that got cease and desist <laughs> okay yeah but uh before we move on to that uh, Phantom Lord, after uh, I guess three or four days after this, the original video went up about him and stuff. Uh, Richard Lewis put up a bunch more videos. I I recommend those videos. I think they're insightful. And if you want to know the full story, there's a lot more information detailed in those. But uh, a few days afterwards, Twitch just permabanned Phantom Lord's channel. Phantom Lord's channel oh. gets like 20k plus viewers, oh. like live concurrent viewers. Is that and big for Twi- Twitch? That's enormous. Dude. That's like top streamers. Dude, he's huh. been he's been a streamer for a long time. I remember watching his League of Legends stuff. 
That was a long time ago. Is there anything Holy stopping him from just from just making an alt account though? And I mean, restarting. It wouldn't be very easy for him to get like the same numbers he was getting. I think he could, but I think Twitch has every right to keep him as like him as an entity banned. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would work, but I'm assuming if he's driving traffic to his own streams, I'm sure it wouldn't be hard to see that he's streaming again. But uh, so apparently on top of the CSGO shuffle shady shit, uh, <laughs> Phantom Lord also has a a system of bots that create Twitch accounts and sub to him regularly. So like the $5 subscription monthly on Twitch so that he can drive his sub numbers and create fake subscriber trains so that uh, basically if you, if you don't know out there, if you're not like in the Twitch scene, uh, partners have subscriber things so when you subscribe to them some of the money goes to twitch some of the money goes to the streamer every month and it's like a direct contribution and what people do sometimes is like a big streamer will get like a sub and then another sub like a a little bit afterwards and another sub and you see all these notifications and then it becomes a sub train and people get hyped on it and they kind of like they sub because they want to be a part of the train and part of the little little hype party and so phantom lord had systems and bots set up to create fake subtrains to basically hype scam oh. people into subbing to him. And <laughs> Damn. Twitch basically was like, after those two things came out, Twitch, they never talk about people by name when they do yeah. things like this, but literally it was just like, they said like, like on his, if you go to his channel, it's been banned because of violations of terms of service. And Twitch is... Like Twitch's MO is like, if you are violating terms of service of another program or site or, you know, community on and you're streaming that process, then that is also going against Twitch terms of service. So being a shady CSGO gambling site guy who's running a business through Steam accounts, which is against Steam's terms of service, gets him banned off Twitch, doing a fake sub stuff gets him banned off twitch like he's he has so many points against his name that like any of them could be true for Sounds him getting like a busy guy. yeah and fuck it goes it goes way deep this this shit there's so many sites i mean i guess that goes into our our the other part of this which is that valve also decided to stop being like quiet and complacent about things and they just sent out a big ass cease and desist letter to like I think it was like 19 other gambling sites, uh, including CSGO Lounge, which I think is like one of the it's not a gambling site, but it's like one of the biggest like CSGO like community sites. So the sad thing is he's probably made made so much money that it doesn't even matter. Uh, Three million dollars, actually, off of CSGO Shuffle. Uh, is I, he gonna keep that because i mean that's, if that's the, thing. the case like shutting him down now is not not a whole lot of damage being done if he that's still yeah. has that in, in savings that's the thing he hasn't said anything since all this happened of course because you'd have to be an idiot like fucking pro syndicate to say something and just like further cement yourself as you know hard evidence that you're doing something wrong by responding to it yeah but uh like t martin is it, a little. <laughs> yeah pretty much uh at the at the current point there is totally grounds for people to do a class action against CS:GO Shuffle 
and sue for their money back for being misled. And also, uh, Phantom Lord's pretty much just lying low and has all the money. So that's as far as I know is what is the story for now, which is crazy. Wow. What is going on? This feels like a a really, really nerdy Martin Scorsese movie. (laughs) Where like this is like this is like crime. Yeah, yeah. Like super I, I I guess like kind of of downplayed white collar crime, but by over the top charismatic characters who make it too fun not to follow. Yeah, like, Cause, like these are streamers. These are like like borderline celebrities. Yeah. yeah, I mean Phantom Lord I think has like a 500k YouTube channel. Like <sighs> they're big. These are, these guys they're huge. These, and T Martin Pro Syndicate had a combined sub count of like. 10 million and the funny thing is is that i really haven't been following it because i assume that i'm not going to understand the language of of esports and csgo skin trading but now i want to be following it i want to get my popcorn out it's pretty straightforward because basically it's like the skins can be sold for real world money the market prices are pretty standard across the board so like it's pretty agreed upon what everything is worth so you basically you have the skins in your Steam account. You attach it to these sites. The sites pull the skins from your account and use them with a trading bot that is a, like a Steam account trading bot, and you bet that way. And so your your payout is just skins. And he's but also the skins like can potentially be sold for real money. Drumming up fake social movements to to get popularized. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. This is going to be like, I would be shocked if this isn't the start of like a lot of much more clearly defined laws as far as online gambling and just like, I don't know, like, I think a lot of websites are going to be like (laughs) very cut and dry with this from now on. That's a hell of a lot more exciting than the last two stories I had on the list, which is just like (laughs) cut and dry announcements. Okay. Dead Rising 1's getting a PC port. Woo! Cool. I'm happy about that. that. Yeah, have you guys played it? No. Uh, A a little bit. It's literally, like, one of the best Xbox 360 games of that whole generation, which is funny because it was also one of the first. Like, like (laughs) really set the standards for, uh, for how that generation maybe should have gone. It feels kind of out of its time, actually, because it is an Xbox 360 game, but it plays like a super souped up, really complicated PS2 original Xbox era game. Like, like mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of uh, very in- interactive, good feeling systems going on, and they all play off one of each other, but not with... Uh, with with goopy tokens ticking in and out of a goopy menu that you back out <laughs> in every once in a while like a little hard to explain maybe i'll go into it in a video coverage because i'd love to do a retro review over dead rising one but yeah dead rising one feels like a good good solid example of how the rest of that generation's action games could have gone should should the universe be slightly different and and i'm really looking forward to going through it again i'm totally gonna buy this port that's also, I mean, also opens potential for mods, too. Yep, which would be a hoot in Dead Rising. Like, there's a lot going on, and it has a real real solid sense of humor. So seeing, like, Macho Man Randy Savage Dragon swoop in wouldn't even, wouldn't even look that out of place. 
Yeah, oh, I'm gonna. I want to play uh, co-op with Dead Rising too as well. Oh, oh that was oh. good fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the the uh, Dead Rising two is only for the consoles. Okay, yeah, because Dead fine. Rising two already had a PC version. Oh. It wasn't a great one. It used games for Windows Live. I don't know if they patched it to get rid of it, but it was like oh. a solid, decent, like medium Steam. effort port. It was on Steam, but then you'd have to log into your Geovol account. Mm. And and yeah, but I mean, I once you got the game that. running and fine, it was okay. I, it didn't have any like weird performance hiccups or anything. Yeah. Uh, Dead Rising One's also going to get ports on Xbox, PS4. Uh, Dead Rising Two is going to get on Xbox, PS4. Basically, it's no longer going to be a PlayStation, an Xbox exclusive series. And they're also re-releasing Dead Rising One, which is like su- a super good, like solid, top-notch action game cool uh life is strange episode one is going to be free on all platforms it seems like they're uh using that as like an extended demo system there was a demo for life is strange episode one which kind of like turned me off of the whole concept this is what's unfortunate about it everyone says it's a great series but the first episode is the worst and the demo Mm. was like the first 20 30 minutes of the first episode so you got like the worst of the worst and now you at least have like a cliffhanger ending or whatever to keep you wanting to play more all right that's cool i like it i'm down with that i wish like other telltale quote unquote telltale series would uh take this approach i'd be totally down for just like giving the first 20 percent of these things to consumers as a demo it seems it seems like a natural progression of things I've I've been playing this recently. I'm actually on the mm-hmm. last episode, and it is quite good. Uh, mm. Episode one, episode one, it was decent. It's a good introduction. I would say um, not until the end of episode two when things get really hype. All right? Yeah, I want to give it a shot. Lit. All right, <laughs> it, it's really, really, really good. It it's all the praise it praise it gets. It's justified. I would say extremely Neato. good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we'll out, uh, guys. you have stuff to do on your consoles now. Um, um, Life is Strange <laughs> is free. The furry is free. Uh, uh, the KOF demo is out. The last Splatfest is tomorrow. Don't forget, kids. Oh shit! Fight, fight, fight for your waifu. Got to, got to blow, blow off the dust out of off of my Wii U. Speaking of which, I can't. I, I, I want to be playing more Wii U games because I redeemed my uh, humble Wii U bundle that I bought like probably three months ago shante risky's revenge is gonna happen at one point over the next few weeks oh nice uh but yeah anyways that's that's what's going on go play video games play play splatoon play play furry play kof play life is strange uh don't tell your mom about us but tell a lot of other people about us play go download hamachi uh, emulate a land and play some tribes. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Tribes. <laughs> wow. God damn it, man. <laughs>
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.